This is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans, and that's all that counts to me. Goodbye and good night. This is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Now rocking with One Nation Radio. Welcome to the program. James Boy, Richard Ladder, and a couple friends. With the show for your wrestling needs. Shopping out the wrestler, the IWC. We gon' tell her how it is. We gon' shoot from the hip. If they putting out trash, we gon' rip from the bits. Make sure that you tweet us and you rate the shows. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Now let's get it on the road. Hey. One Nation Sports. One Nation Sports. Welcome to One Nation Radio. And now, here are your hosts, Rich Ladder and James Boyd. Welcome to the February 4th edition of One Nation Live. James, what's going on, man? Um, kind of, sort of, but not really excited for a Super Bowl tonight. Yeah. I think that's I think it's, yeah, just lukewarm because it's like oh, it's, it's the oh, it maybe it's maybe the greatest quarterback ever versus a backup QB. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like how was it, how was we get hyped for that? Yeah, well, you know where is where is the intrigue? You know where is the story? You know, uh, so so who do you think will win? You know, I I obviously don't care. Um, well, I do have a, I, I do know who I want to win for a certain reason, but I, I don't choose, choose to reveal it. Like I don't have any stakes in the game. Gotcha. Um, I mean, I, I would pick the Patriots. Yeah, they have offensive. I mean, they have the Eagles' defense is, is really, really good. It's one of the best defenses in football. But um, Gronkowski's going to be back, and. Um, they're going to put points on the board, and I don't know if Nick. I mean, I know that the Patriots defense has been, you know, up and down all throughout the year, especially down at the beginning of the year. But um, unless you know Brady gives them the ball, I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they're going to get enough possessions, and um, they're going to be able to do enough things with their offense with Nick Foles. Yeah, if Woods is in the game, I think it'd be a completely different story. Uh huh. Um. Did we like you know like this year like in football you know I I didn't watch how was the uh, the quality of quarterback play James? Um, the quality of quarterback play is now it's one thing when you look at the stats because the stats like it looks like quarterbacks are more efficient than ever but the gameplay because I don't think the quarterbacks are worse than they were say fifteen uh, twenty years ago I think the thing is we pass the ball so much now. Um, it's kind of like the you know over the, you know since the last fifteen years kind of had like the like the NBA revolution where we realized oh yeah we should throw we should shoot more threes because threes are worth more than two um, two as opposed to the same thing with like we should pass ball because yards per pass is always higher than yards per rush so we see bad quarterback play more often because we're asked quarterbacks to pass the ball more uh huh um, like but if I but if I say oh yeah I need you know, Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson, Tony Banks, Achilles Smith, whoever else from, you know, 15 years ago to come out here and throw the ball 40, 45 times a game. I think there'd be a lot of a lot of bullshit uh, looking out. I mean, a lot of bullshit that'd be out there on display as well. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, I, I think that's a big thing. Also, you have the, the huge spotlight of there's a guy that's been out there just on the market 
and it's a league that always talks about it's no excuses and it, they do anything <laughs> to win and everything else. But there's one, there's one certain guy that's on the market that they refuse to come higher, even though he's clearly one of the 20, 25 best guys in the world at, at, this, at this job. And it so happens to be the most important position in the entire sport. Yeah. So it, everybody looks funny in the light on this thing, on this situation. Yeah, man. Um, I, I'm actually wearing my Kaepernick jersey as we uh, record this. So um, <laughs> I didn't realize that till just now. <laughs> yep. So you know, I, I'm just letting y'all know where I'm at with it. Uh, but Dave Fenichel says he's cheering for a black hole to open up to suck both teams through the floor, and it's in Minnesota, so it, that just might happen uh, due to the weather. Also, James, you just take a shot to the Metrodome, huh? Yeah, take yeah. Take a shot to the old Metrodome when, 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 when <laughs> okay, okay. And then uh, Dan Coffin said the Patriots will win because this is the worst timeline. And um, Dion Murphy says, "Oh no, not Colin." You know. Um, also, one other thing, James, Randy Moss uh, got in the Hall of Fame. Before we get into the wrestling talk, uh, yeah. Randy Moss is James's uh, favorite, I believe, athlete ever. Yeah, overall athlete of all time. Yeah. So, uh, how, how did that make you feel? Like seeing him like open the door and um, uh, and they they broke the news to him. Yeah, I was I was happy actually. I uh, I think either you or, or um, our homeboy Kendrick, uh, broke the news to me. Like I wasn't even thinking about it. I was thinking like that dude's clearly a first battle Hall of Famer. If he does again, it's bullshit. It's just more foolishness or whatever. This dude is fourth all time in, in touchdown scored ever. Like if you score, in my opinion, if you score more touchdowns than Jim Brown, you're you're a first ballot Hall of Famer. I understand like the selection, <laughs> the selection process is only five guys active or uh, guys that recently retired can get in at a time. But you look at his body of work, you look at the fact that he was uh, one of only two guys ever. Him and Jerry Rice, only guys ever to have ten different thousand yard receiving seasons. Like I said, fourth all time in touchdowns. He was the biggest weapon on two of the all time highest scoring teams of all time. It was like it's it's a no brainer that he'd be a uh, a um, Hall of Famer. I think he's third or fourth in he's fourth in all time reception yards. Yeah, he was a no brainer guy. Like another guy was no brainer was T O getting in. He, I think he was held off for what two or three years. Glad to see he gets in. I, it's kind of weird. Like I was wishing that T O had got in before this because I didn't want to see the T O and Randy thing be paired together because they're always considered contemporaries in their careers. And most of it was brought on by the fact that T.O. always wanted to make a show on talking bad about Randy Moss while Randy Moss pretty much ignored him. So I kind of, so like, you kind of feel like, okay, this is going to be due. Like, watch T.O. throw some type of hissy fit when he comes on, like, to do his announcement or his uh, his ceremony, his speech. Like, before Randy Moss has to do it, he's going to be like, you know, I always thought I was as good as this dude or I was better than this dude or whatever else. Like, you'll see him on first take or. Or uh, undisputed. What's the other show? Undisputed. Show? Undisputed. Yeah, the yeah uh, shows I don't watch. So and he'll he'll and every time they he's on, they always ask him talk about Randy Moss, and it's always like, you know, he was only as good as me and stuff like that. It's like okay, all right, well, um, head to head, he's always been, he's always killing you. Like you haven't won a playoff game since the year two thousand two. Like Jesus, <laughs> there's a bunch of stuff with To and Randy Moss. It's like all right. Like, if you want to tell me that Randy Moss or T.O. is equal, then, like... I'm just here for the all-time petty fest that that Hall of Fame ceremony is going to be. Like, I just hope it goes full uh, Beyonce versus Rihanna at the VMAs a couple years ago. You you know what the weird thing is? Like, I don't know. I have to look. But I don't know if this is the greatest, like, Hall of Fame class of all time. But it's damn sure up there, like, with with Randy Moss, 
T.O., two of the three or four best wide receivers of all time. Um, Ray Lewis, who's the best linebacker of all time, that doesn't pass rush. And then Brian Erlacher, who probably was the most physically gifted linebacker to ever live. Like, that's a pretty low, especially like people from our era that grew up, like, these are the guys. Yeah. These are absolutely the guys. Yeah. Like, it, so this is a like this is a really really loaded and Brian Dawkins of course so like this is a really loaded class for like people our age. Speaking of loadedness, let's get to this wrestling talk. We had a loaded Royal Rumble last week uh, with so many good things happening. Such a wonderful week in WWE. Um, they didn't put out trash this week, James. So I, I don't anticipate on ripping them to bits today. Number well, praise this week. How, how's this gonna go? No, I'm just gonna say they did a really good job. Like, I mean, I mean, granted, that's like allowed, they did a lot right? more good than bad. Like, there was some bad there, but like, when you—that's the thing with us, like, or with most people, right? If it's bad, we have no reason to believe anything will be good. So, therefore, we need to talk bad about it. But when things are going this good right now, like it is right now, you get some—you get some benefit of the doubt on certain things. So, like right now, it's the skies. The sky is blue. There's a few clouds, but it's all, but the, you know, but they're not dark. They just, they just, they just, it's a beautiful sky. So yeah. it's, it's great right now. So it's 72 dudes out here barbecuing right now. It's yes, great. Yes. You it's know, with, with the sandals like, on, you know, yeah, bro, they do this. It's WrestleMania. Like we set for the year. Like it's, it's all smooth sailing pretty much. Well, they could always do something ridiculous, but for right now, things are good. You know, um, Let's start with the Women's Royal Rumble, the main event of the show. Um, Asuka goes over, becomes the first uh, female Royal Rumble winner. Um, what did you think of this match, James? I know you rewatched it recently. Um, I know I enjoyed it a great deal. I think it's the third best Royal Rumble of the decade. Um, that got loud. Looks like we got a call from Simon. Simon, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, bro? Chilling, I heard man. the message earlier, so I figured I should uh, go ahead and uh, get my opinion about it. Now, I just remember James saying I should call him. Oh, yeah. So, like, um, with the uh, – basically, you're, you said you had a message you wanted to deliver about the Royal Rumble. Oh, oh boy, the women's Royal Rumble. Doing is, uh, again. <laughs> well, uh the men's Royal Rumble, I thought, was a lot better than it was. I expected it to be. Because the past few years didn't instill no faith in anybody. And then when they announced the women's Royal Rumble, I was like, okay, that's probably going to be even worse. Because you got all these people who aren't over, like members of Absolution, most of the Riot Squad. But uh, when, I, when I saw the actual match, because I went back and rewatched it again after Wednesday. When I went back and rewatched the match, it was actually pretty good. So they did a real good enough job to the point where once the Elimination Chamber match was announced, they've earned the benefit of the doubt from me. So, uh-huh. yeah. So I'd like to formally apologize for all the propaganda I was putting out there in regards to what that match is going to be like. So, Simon, you were you were pretty much here to, to um, issue your formal apology, huh? Yeah. Uh, I, if, you, if you would talk to me about my opinions of the women's Royal Rumble match, the only word I had to describe it was going to be train wreck. Uh-huh. And I was worried at first when I saw the match because the first 10 minutes, it was really dull. 
Because uh-huh. after Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch got in the match, it was just it was constantly just members of Absolution and uh, the Riot Squad showing up, and they've only been on television for two months, so nobody and they haven't done anything worth uh, talking about. So naturally, people didn't really care when they saw them. Yeah. But uh, as the match progressed, some of the legends came out. It was it, was, it got real interesting. They brought out Kyrie Sane. Um, they also brought out Ember Moon. And while I could have done without the Bellas being the last three in the match, ultimately, the Women's War Rumble match was good. And so I have to apologize for all my propaganda pieces and everything else <laughs> I've been saying about this match. And it's getting to the point where I'm actually looking forward to the Elimination Chamber. Nice. So hopefully they don't let me down there. Yeah, man. So, James, what, what were your thoughts on the, on the women's Royal Rumble? I know you re- rewatched it before. Um, Simon called in. Uh, we were about to get to you. Yeah, I think a lot of what they did sort of mirrored um, what happened in the men's Rumble earlier, where you have especially the final three, where it's Nikki and it's Brie and it's Asuka, and it's similar to um, Roman Reigns and John Cena versus the crowd favorite Nakamura. Um, and I mean, they played on it to it played on it to in a smart way to where like the crowd wants something to happen. You give uh, the person uh, they give the crowd favorite obstacles to fight underneath, and then they overcome it, and the crowd pops for it. I thought that was I thought it was great at the end. I like the fact that they decided to have, um, as you said, um, from the podcast that we had destroyed, uh, to have Sasha and basically like the '88 Bret Hart mode, where she's the first person to. Yeah. Uh, to come out first for the first ever Royal Rumble. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, I thought it was also great to choose the Iron Woman of the sh- of the match. Uh, and I also like the fact that she flashed heel tendencies, which is something that was long overdue. Something that you know they, they could have even done as much as a year ago. Um, you know, after the Bailey WrestleMania thing, but they decided to go with Alexa Bliss and. Um, you know, and ruin the division. Uh, careers. Yeah, Bailey's <laughs> career is pretty much like finito and done. But you know, <laughs> we're here now. Like, and I thought, you know, um, I thought it was a good showing, especially the second. Mm, I'd probably say like the 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 last two fifths of the match was was really really good stuff. Uh-huh. Um, the beginning was good. The middle kind of dragged because, uh, I mean, you had the absolution pops that were you know non-existent because they did they they. They had an idea, but they didn't follow through with it. And if, you know, if they had followed through it, I think there would have been a situation where they could have done, and also some luck with uh, with with uh, Paige, they could have came through and had a Absolution versus Riot Squad showdown that would have been pretty cool, but they didn't follow through with it in the weeks up to clean up TV, and that's what they ended up with in the, um, the middle of the, the, the um, halfway into the uh, match. But, uh-huh. um, like, tr- seeing Trish was great, seeing Beth, uh, basically pull the Hulk Hogan uh, WrestleMania three where it can't can't can she can these can this incredible blonde uh, power uh, you know power up the gigantic monster and it it was great uh, she did it and then um it was unfortunate they, they threw her out so quick I would like to have seen her in the final four and Trish but it didn't work out that way but it was a really good show and it was really interesting to see all of them all of the women come back the alumni that like that some of like like that. Beth, for example, that we just mentioned, and Molly Holly, where like they didn't have exactly have like the mo- the most talent in the world to work with in their time when they were kind of ahead of their time as far as they could have done a lot of really good stuff if they had more talent around them. Yeah, and it was cool to see it was cool to see them in there mixing it up with the current cast. 
Yeah, um, I definitely was really impressed by Sasha Banks. Um, she, I thought the story of the Royal Rumble was about her. Um, and she was, she went 54 minutes and, you know, you can say what you want. She rolled out the ring or whatever, but everyone kind of did it, but there was one person they chose for that job. She got all the, you know, she got, she was the one that got to throw Trish out. She got to face off with Lita. She got to face off with every woman essentially that came in the match was, you know, you had to go through Sasha to get where you want to go. And, um, I thought she was just like incredible dressed like wonder woman and, she she truly showed it uh, on that night, and I thought, um, you know, with Beth Phoenix, it was awesome to see her face off with a monster like Nia Jax because Beth Phoenix was literally waiting for Nia Jax that would never come her whole career, and then when she yeah. <laughs> she's like I I am ready, and and you know it was really impressive. Like they, they did it really smart. Um, even Lana, like was able to contribute yep. something to the match. That was, that was pretty good <laughs> and, and kind of fired up on, and all that. We had the Ember moon and Oscar's spot where, you know, um, I used to do karate, right? I don't know if, if you know this, Simon. when I was a kid. So they had this thing, like when you, when you like were in uh competitions, they had these things called form, which would be like essentially a routine where you would like fight the air essentially that you would perform for like three minutes. So sometimes you have a person come in with you and that, and to do moves to them, they're called an ookie, right? Ember Moon was Asuka's ookie this entire <laughs> her entire run. And then when she gets in the rumble, Asuka's like, I'm not afraid of you. You are my ookie. That, that's how I thought of it, at least. So, it's like, is is a ookie akin to a personal jobber, akin to a young girl, you know, whatever you want to do with that. But uh, what do we make of the decision to Asuka, uh, for Asuka to win? Was there anyone else? Simon? Well, honestly, no. Because when you, because I'm thinking about the women on, on Raw... I would have said Paige, but for obvious reasons, she couldn't compete. Because uh, that would have been a good way to finally give some validity to Absolution. And you could even go the route of, if you want to protect both Paige and Oscar, you could have them do the Bret Hart and Lex Luger thing. Oscar goes to SmackDown, challenges Charlotte. Paige stays on Raw and takes the title from Alexa Bliss or something. But other than that, I guess the last person I would have would be Nia Jax, because not, not because she's... Uh, better than any of the people I just listed, but it's because they've been doing this start and stop push for her for the past years, and at some point they got to do something with her. She's going to be another name and another face. Uh-huh. And plus, and it seems like they're heading in that direction with the storyline with Alexa Bliss and all that, but they stopped it like back in the summer. So it feels like they need to bring some closure to that. But other than, yeah, other than Nia Jackson, and that's a that's a lower possibility in Paige. Only Oscar was the only person who could uh, win this match, in my opinion. James, uh, was there anyone else in your mind that you think could have got a victory here? Um, going into it or after knowing who's all was in the uh, in it, actually, as surprise contestants? Uh, like, I, I guess, like, you know, during the match. Okay. Well, if we go by who all was on the match, you could have been like, Beth Phoenix could have won. Trish could have won. Uh, Nikki Bella could have won. Hell, Bree probably could have won. Uh, Sasha, uh, of course. 
Naya and Oscar. Those have been the, those have been the people I would have said. So those six people could have won, knowing who was uh, in the uh, in there. Um, they didn't go that route. I think that's for the best. Um, you know, I think that your TV. I think that your pay per view should pay off what you did on TV, um, unless you have something great. Oh, also, I forgot. You also could have had Rousey win it. That would have been seven. But I think that it was a nice move to have the fact that you have the first person ever. And I think this is learning lessons. Like, you talk about, uh, we like to say that, I, I always joke that, like, WWE doesn't learn their lessons. But in this case, they actually did. If you go back and you look at what they did with the uh, women's Money in the Bank match, where they had um, a dude effectively win the match for, for the first ever winner, um, they decided, okay, we're not going to do that. We're not going to, you know, piss people off or whatever else. We're going to, we're going to have somebody actually win it legitimately. It's going to be somebody that the crowd wanted. Uh, for the first ever thing, we're not going to like mess around and like make TV out of it for another week or whatever else. We're, just, <laughs> we're actually going to really do this, and I think it was appropriate considering that like they built Oscar. Um, it wasn't. It was touch and go at times um, with the Emma stuff and um, a little after Survivor Series for a little bit. But like you could say solidly, like if you that since Survivor Series, like they built somebody and they're going with it, and I can I can appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so you brought up Rousey. I want to talk about her next. Like everything, Ronda Rousey is causing enormous uh, controversy around the Royal Rumble among some fans, where they feel like she overshadowed the match. She kind of stole the thunder. Um, I'm not really here for all that. Like, <laughs> like there's a reason mm-hmm. that that was on the the it, that was in the main event spot. WWE was being covered everywhere, from Bleacher Report to ESPN. To all pretty much news outlets within 10 minutes of the show ending. It was all over my timeline. Um, if it wasn't over all over your timeline, I don't know what timeline you were looking at. So, mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with how Rousey was used. One, it was a lot better than her being in it and throwing everyone over the top rope when she had never, ever competed in a match before. I, I think everyone here can agree to that, right? Yeah. yeah. That would have been the worst case scenario because it would have just been... Oh, look, she's Brock Lesnar. Right, not even that. It's like we're making the whole division, and I'm going to say it again because it is now my catchphrase, they were making everyone, (laughs) all the women bow down like the West Side Connection in front of her. Now is not the time for that. I think what she did was she came in and she... When she's going to be the the woman Mike Tyson. She's going to come in, and if she's half as good as Shayna Baszler, I think this is a win for WWE. Yeah. yeah, that's the one thing I, that uh, people got to worry about because, like, I was talking about this months ago. Like, we have no idea what she's like from an in-ring standpoint. And, uh, James, you brought it up uh, a few days ago regards, like, there's very few people who transition from mixed martial arts to wrestling who just flat out just suck. But uh, you never know because she could be as good as Charlotte. She could be as bad as Rosa Mendez, even Marie. We have no, we have no way to measure this until we see it. Hold on, Simon. Hold I can for the best right thing. now. I can guarantee you, she's not gonna be as bad as no even Marie or Kelly Kelly, or or Rosa Mendez. Not gonna happen. And they're talking about putting Heyman with her now. That's what I'm hearing. So James, James, what did you think about uh, Ronda, Ronda Rousey's involvement and in her future prospects? I mean. I'm happy. Like I keep my I'm a person that was always pro Rousey, even you know, even after all the stuff happened and she got exposed as a person that just you know they came for her and she got knocked out a bunch of times. Or, Bruh, like you know, I said on Chad show, there were jokes to be had, 
and I had them with fries on the side in a shake. Yeah. I'm still having them now. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, but but for people to say that, like, you know, oh, she's a loser now. She has no box office draws. Like, I would like to direct you to the guy who's the current Universal Champion right now, who you know lost on his way out of UFC as well. Like. If you did, like, it's all about presentation and, and reputation. And one, she has reputation as somebody that, that you know, she's a world, she's an Olympic medalist in judo. Like, she's an ass kicker. Like, granted, she got her ass kicked, but that is part for the course. That stuff kind of happens. Like, no one's going to be undefeated. And if she was undefeated, she wouldn't be coming to WWE, right? <laughs> um, Good point. So, yeah. So, it's like, she still has, she still has some juice. Um, in the box office for, for WWE, people there will be eyes drawn to her, um, at least initially. So, um, for whatever they sign her for, like it's worth it. In the um, network now, as far era. as what like, happened at uh, now, as far as what happened at Royal Rumble, like Oscar won, Oscar won a title or won the uh, the match. Um, they bring the women in, uh, the two other champions to, and she's going to choose. And then Rousey's music hits. She comes in. She starts. Pointing at the at the uh, WrestleMania signs, if she's going to fight the WrestleMania sign, yeah. Those times now, <laughs> I I would have liked her to actually not be the smiling babyface, come in and you know pretty much go face to face with everybody, right. uh, kind of similar to how she would do at weigh-ins. But that's not my decision. I would have liked her to you know give the betrayal of uh, of you know of the UFC fighter, like kind of how Brock does. Um, I, I, that's but that's my pretty much my only nitpick, really. Like Oscar won, but if she um, she went face to face with the other women, and then uh, you know she stuck a hand out to Oscar to graduate her, and they're still, and they shot pretty much shot an angle by her slapping away to her hand. So like that. I felt like yeah, so I felt like all that's there, and ultimately like given where we think they're gonna go with, uh, Rousey anyway, she's not even gonna be in either one of the title matches. So it made sense for her not to actually like you know really get into it with them, um. But I would have liked to see the smiley baby face uh, playing pro wrestler type. But other than that, I have no complaints. And, so, I, and, I, and I can't wait to see what she does. So I got a question here from Dan Coffin. He said, what are the chances we get a women's only show like 205, on, 205 Live on the network? I would like to see mm-hmm. it. I don't think it's ever going to happen, though. Because they're, they're, I think the thing is they want to reserve their biggest stages like, you know, for both the men and the women. They don't want to, like, isolate them almost like where they're lepers, essentially. Like, the, the 205 guys, live guys are like lepers, in a sense. What do you guys think? Um, Ashley submitted a question in the question pool you had a few minutes before the show started. I actually need to pull I, that. I was touching. What was that? I actually need to pull that up. Go ahead, uh, Simon. Yeah, uh, I was talking about that. I was like, yeah, there's a lot more interesting women's wrestling in the past few months with the announcement of the Royal Rumble. It, 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 I don't like the way it was done, but the fact is, people are interested. They're they're talking about it now, so it's no sense of slowing down at this point. So it's like, I think a show like that could work, but it couldn't. It shouldn't be anything that would be weekly, not even monthly. It would have to be like during time periods where there aren't like big four pay per views, so it's not like re- redundant or anything. I, now, def- I can see shows like that. Okay. What was that? I was, uh, was going to say, I definitely, I don't think there's going to be like a weekly women's show, but I think it is time to do a, a all women's pay-per-view. Yeah, it, it, you can just kind of make it, it doesn't have to be like a pay-per-view S in my opinion. It'd just be like, what is one of the, what is the big shows I like? The Saturday Night's Main Event. 
Mm-hmm. It, it could just be a big show, like filming a 10,000-seat arena or whatever. You just book the best match. You just book a championship match or two. Like, in fact, you could use something like that to maybe... How I know good? people have been talking about tag team championships, but maybe that could be the place you do that. Right. Now, James, how, how good do you think the show would have to be for that to be able to draw? Like, what type of matches do we have to see on that show? Like, okay, so I don't, I'm, I would like to see it, but given how the, the women's division is split in between two brands, there's not enough, there's not enough depth to do it. Like, so... And also to make it tie into uh, the canon that is Raw and SmackDown. So, like, if you were to tell me that the women um, basically shot a half hour of Raw of Raw before uh, Dark before Raw went on live and then same thing for SmackDown, they're going to tie it in and make it, you know, a forty, you know, without commercials, a forty-two minute uh, TV show that airs on, you know, Thursdays or whatever else. Cool. Like that makes it that cool. I can imagine. I can see that. But if they're going to say, okay, you come and you work, um, you come and you work Tuesdays, and then y'all to come on Mondays, uh, y'all come and y'all work Mondays, and then like Thursdays, we're going to fly you in to do a show televised, and it's not going to be part of what happens on the on the um, on SmackDown or Raw, and doesn't tie in at all. Then nah, I don't, I don't want to do that because then. It's just it's just seg- it's just basically segregated and separated and put off to the side and then it'll die. Right. Um, and, we, and it's it's, it's kind of similar to uh, the discussion that uh, that me and you talked about with um, when they started the undefeated for ESPN. Uh huh. Where like, okay, yeah, you already know where I'm going. Yes. Like, okay. So if you ask the average writer, the average black writer that that potentially could be on the undefeated. Like, do you want to be on Grantland or do you want to be on black Grantland? The answer is I want to be on regular Grantland because I'm going to get the same amount. I'm going to get more eyes for the fact that like it's not segregated. And then like people would just ignore it and not even have to go to that page and visit it because yeah. reasons. Um, and pretty much it comes down to like that, that thing is like you want the attention. And if you se- if you separate and put them off the side, then they're going to be, you know, they're going to get, get eyes the I same think. way that, um, 205 Live doesn't get eyes because it's not people don't interact with the actual <clears throat> canon. Yeah, um, you, you can you can use that argument to talk about the mixed match challenge too, with the decline in viewers. That is though that might be a little bit different exactly because why, it's on Facebook. That's exactly why that's dying too, Simon. Yeah, like we've had um, consecutive like 33 percent drops in live viewership. Which would be, you would think that would be the best time to get people because it's right after SmackDown. People are used to being up at that time anyway because it's not 11 o'clock and it's only 20 minutes. And there are big stars on it. So, yeah, I don't know. There's I, something that's not right that's, that's going wrong with it. But when you can put, when you can put your, your raw women's champion, champion, a branded division for about uh, like 10 months, or no, I'm sorry, like nine, eight months, and then you put your, you know, your, you know what? Your number three guy in the whole roster, four guy in the whole roster on a show on their team together for twenty minutes, and you can only draw sixty thousand eyes. That's nah. You, it's a failure. Yeah, um, but let's let's move on uh, to the to the men's Royal Rumble. Um, in that review, I think this is the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. I know 1992 wow. happened. I know 2008 happened. I know you might like 2002. But here's what it is. This was done so intelligently from the first guy out 
to the final six, to the final four, to the final two. We almost had like four different matches in one, James. And we couldn't figure out what was happening the entire time. Which, which for the last couple Royal Rumbles, we figured it out damn near immediately. And is this a, is this a question of the last Royal, couple Royal Rumbles being so bad? Or this one just being an all-timer? Like, is am I in the moment with this right now? Because the crowd went I mean, insane. Insane. At the very least, is in the Mount Rushmore. Like I don't, I don't, uh, I don't. I mean, even if we, get, you know, get some time from it, like you know, five years from now, but given you know where Royal Rumbles typically are and what they look like, especially with the, the first, the first, you know, ten, fifteen of them were, like these are these are these matches are done very well. Like, and here's the thing, right? Like, you go back and look at sixteen. Sixteen's one of the best, one of the best ones we ever had. It's just we, you know, except Randy Orton won. That's the you only seventeen. That's the really. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, sixteen's what I mean. Sixteen, Triple H. That's what I mean. So, yeah, I was about like, to say, huh? <laughs> so, like that. So you got once you account, like, all right, the winner, how well it was laid out, surprises, um, the actual wrestling and the and the moments in it. Like, yeah, that is absolutely one of the very best. Like, I'm not going to get into whether or not it's better than '92 or whatever else. Like, you know, because that was for the freaking title. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's up there, and like even even with time past, we'll still you know look back at it, and regardless of whatever happens, still be like, yeah, that was one of the best uh, put together Royal Rumbles we've ever had. So Maybe I'm, even the best. Simon, what what are you? Uh, I'm gonna load up a couple things I wrote about it, Simon. But uh, what did you think about this this year's Royal Rumble? Because I know if anybody was ready to unleash uh, this fury, um, is you. <laughs> also, Casey uh, Ronda Rousey would not be the second gold medalist in WWE. She was a bronze medalist, uh, bronze judoka. Go ahead, uh, Simon. Well, uh, yeah, I was really expecting them to just go ahead and. Uh, Give a big middle finger to the fans again by just having Roman Reigns throw out Nakamura. I was, <laughs> I was waiting for them. Like, okay, yeah, they learned from their mistakes. Last time they put the guy in 2015, they put the guy who everybody wanted to win, and they eliminated him in 10 minutes. Uh-huh. This time they're gonna they're gonna have him go to distance, except not really, and then just throw him out at the end. And be like, yeah, what he lasted long enough. What else did you want? You know that kind of, right that uh right. That phony question, like what? What more do you want from me? Yeah. Oh man. But uh, yeah, the the match was really good. Um, I don't like how it was similar to 2017. The fact that a lot of the stars started stars started showing up more in the later 20s. They kept doing that again. Uh-huh. I feel like they could have spread them out a bit more. Like, why did Roman Reigns need to be at number 25? Why did John? I think like, he was 28 actually. I feel like they, Twenty eight? Yeah, he was twenty eight. Who's twenty five? Do you remember? Twenty five. Um give me a second, I'll look it up. I, I think it might be confusing some but it's like, yeah, why did he show up? Oscar why does everybody like cause John Cena showed up at like twenty or something? It's like all these people showing up real late. The only people who showed up who were relative stars who were early was like Seth Rollins and then Shinsuke Nakamura and and Finn Balor and Rusev too, but so I I, th- I didn't like that it was spaced out more so towards the 20 because it just reminded me of last year and that match was trash. But overall, it was, just, it was, was a really good War Rumble. And I like how they played for the second year in a row, but for, for the, in the right way, they played off the fans' expectations. It's like, okay, Roman Reigns wins again, blah, 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 just go ahead and get it over with. And then it actually turns out that Shinsuke Nakamura won. That I thought was interesting. 
Now, to your comments well, about it being one of the best Royal Rumbles, I just wrote down a few of the Rumbles that I thought a lot of people really liked. Now, you mentioned 1992, the yep. one that one. Do people have fond memories of 1998 when Stone Cold won? I think that's a one of something, I right? I do. I think James does, but if you look at that match, like, it's so thin on star power. It's so thin. No, no. Like, my I'm thing is, this, right? And, and this is what I said, like, finish hell, actually. Um, and I'm not caping for this, like, it's a great thing. I just think, like, it's not where he ranked it in his uh or his article for, you know, greatest Royal Rumbles of all time. I thought he ranked it entirely too low. I think it's in the middle of the pack. But the thing is, like, just like you said, it's lacking on star power, power in the middle. But, like, at the end, you get to freaking rock in Austin. You have, Fo- you have Foley in... Um, and Mankind, uh, I'm sorry, and um, Char- Chainsaw Charlie Terry Funk starting a match, and they're trying to kill each other. Like, it was, <laughs> it was, it was entertaining for a match that lacked star power. That's all I was saying. But like, '98 was fun, especially when you consider the end of it, where the last two was rocking awesome. So, right. so I'll go through like some of like you know the the star power that I feel like was on display here. Like, we saw the future on display with Andrade Cien Almas, Elias, Adam Cole. We saw current stars like Balor, Rusev, Zayn, Wyatt, The New Day, Nakamura, Corbin, Jinder, who was just the WWE champion. Um, future Hall of Famers, Sheamus, Seth Rollins, Matt Hardy, Cena, Orton, Miz, Rey Mysterio, Ziggler, Reigns, and Goldust. And then, you, depending on how Balor and Nakamura's careers play out, you can throw them in there, too. So, if we're talking about double-digit Hall of Famers, current stars, future guys... Excellent booking and absolutely taking the fans on a mind fuck of what is happening right now. The generational generational showdowns, the expectation of the company versus our guys. I thought this was a masterpiece in every way. Mm-hmm. Now to come back to what I was saying earlier, like yeah, like so, nineteen ninety eight. I put Astro by that since we're not entirely sure if we think that's one of the better ones. Uh-huh. Then you got 2001 with Stone Cold. A lot of people love that one. A lot of people like that You got that 2008 one. with John Cena, which is probably the best, which until 2018 was the best show of 10 years. And when you look at the 2018 show, and when I look at the other shows that I've watched, I can say that it was better than 2008. It was better in 1998's Rumble. Mm-hmm. I'd have to watch. I'd have to watch it again to see if it was better than 2001. But at the very least, it's in the top three for me. Yeah, yeah, and I, okay. and I think anytime that happens, like we can't really <laughs> be too upset. <laughs> so, right. um, our winner, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, the guy they've been um, building him up for for months. Um, they, or excuse me, they have not built him up for months. They have. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get corrected. I was like, yeah, what? Yeah, Nakamura is a guy that the fans have, have pointed out for months, like, hey, this guy needs to win the Royal Rumble. He needs to wrestle AJ Styles. That is what we want. Um, was the the six or eight months of hell um, worth it to get this match? Define worth it. Like, now that like- we have this, right, <laughs> is it okay that we went through that bullshit? <laughs> Like, like if we knew this was on the the other side, right? Would would that would you know be okay? James, no, you can go ahead. Because go in my mind, like, there. I'm I'm never I'm never ever ever going to be on on par with on point when being cool with like fifty fifty booking, right? So, like, 
they 50 50 him to death after SummerSlam and made him just another guy. And then the crowd, and then like we get to our rumble and then like, we're supposed to love him because there's been this match that's been floated out for months. And it's something that we've always, that people have wanted to see for uh, the hardcores have wanted to see for a long time, even though like there's been no real build to it on, on their TV. So like I said, like I, I believe in, and this is, you know, Chad always talks about this. Like I believe that you're supposed to build compelling television to build towards um, a payoff on your pay-per-view and your biggest shows of the year. Well, we got a big payoff on the biggest shows of the year, but we didn't get a, a real bill to that. Like, Shinsuke's been doing nothing but being in tag team matches with Orton and stuff, being involved in that whole fog of um, the the Canadians and Orton and Shane and Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles for months now. So I think he's no, pointed I'm, at the belt, like, once, and, then, <laughs> and that might have been, been it. Yeah, like, AJ <laughs> won, the belt, won the belt back, and then, like, he said, like, I'm coming for that or whatever else. Um, at one point, and that's pretty much all we have for a real Bill with Nakamura. Um, so, like, I mean, granted, the, 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 going in, like, I think he, what did he do on the go home show to Royal Rumble? He beat somebody, right? I don't remember. Uh, well, so I was like, it wasn't like they, you know, like he's been in feuds or whatever. He puts people away or whatever. He's moving on. He's going through people or whatever, like a hot right. butter. Like he's not exactly Goldberg in nineteen ninety not in nineteen ninety seven. Right? You know what I mean? So, and. And granted, like, he shouldn't be built that strong, but, like, he should have been built to be impressed with people that have not seen him before. And, like, I still believe that, like, people that aren't, uh, you know, follow, that haven't followed New Japan at all and haven't followed NXT at all, like, I don't think those people know what, what Nakamura exactly is still to this day. Right. Like, I think we like, saw the, the New Japan Nakamura in the Royal Rumble. Personally, um, yeah. I, I thought yeah. that was like you know his his best performance on the main roster thus far, and he's had right. matches with John Cena and Randy Orton as well. But I think that Jinder Mahal feud did so much damage to him. Um, the Baron Corbin feud yeah. did so much damage to him, like getting kicked in the dick and just like and then the Ziggler matches, giving Ziggler eighty percent of the match, and it was just like, why are they doing this with this guy like that? What I feel like should have been done was if you want to keep the title match or the WWE Championship with gender, cool, right? But don't put Nakamura in there to get that stink on him. Have Nakamura go through other parts of the roster the whole time. Like, you know, they say take the long way. Like, you can do the straight line or you can just walk around or whatever and end up at the same point. That's what they should have done with Nakamura. He should not have lost a few thus far to anyone. How much more effective would this be right now if that had occurred? Well, oh, much in more, my opinion, looking like... Much more effective. Go ahead, Simon. I was like, much more effective, because I was just about to ask uh, Rich a couple of questions. I wrote all this stuff down. Uh-huh. Like, thinking about everything that happened to Shinsuke since he got to the main roster. I was like, so to clarify, <laughs> you thought that the competitive matches with Dolph Ziggler, Baron Corbin dick kicks, uh, Jinder Mahal losses, and tag team hell for the past two months was worthy of the 2018 Royal Rumble? I don't think that is, like... <laughs> That's not worthy of that, but the level of performer and star he is, yes. Like this, this is right. the match. This is the match. Styles versus Nakamura. This is what everyone has wanted. I wanted it. I'm sure you guys want to see it. And I think fans everywhere yeah. like. I think this is the happiest people have been about a Royal Rumble winner. <sighs> I, since I don't know when. In a while. Yes, maybe it maybe Edge. Check this out. 2010, I'd say yeah. when Edge won. Yeah. But but check this out though, right? 
So, like, we, we always talk about this, and especially we, we, me and you, when we get into it with Rams, as far as, like, what what the hell is NXT exactly? What, what the hell Rams? is it? Like, is it a third brand, or is it a, or is it a developmental place where you put guys to actually, you know, apply their craft, learn how to work towards that, that, that oh-so-difficult, elusive hard camera, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, you know, learn the WWE style or whatnot, when, like, okay, you, you look at NXT, and you see their matches, and their matches damn sure ain't no WWE style. They're indie matches, right. for the most part. Especially perfect examples like Brooklyn, where like, um, Black versus uh, versus uh, Kenta, that match is a hard, that match is a strong style match. Then you look at Gargano versus Almas, that is an indie match with all, with, with the, all the crazy stuff. So, and then like the closest thing you have a traditional WWE match was Bobby Roode versus uh, McIntyre. Right. So, like you look around and you see like, all right, well. These guys, for the most part, I mean, all their matches are different. They don't really wrestle WWE style. Okay. Uh, but this is supposed to be, like, developmental in, in, in part and also third brand in part. So, guys get up to the main roster. And a lot of and we talked about this for, at this point now, it's years, where guys get up to the main roster and they don't have a plan for what they're going to do with them, like a, extent, like a long-term plan. They just bring them up because it's quote-unquote time when it's like, all right, well, if, it, if we're talking about because it's quote-unquote time, like, there are certain guys that have, where they're like by after you know being there for a short period of time should have been there. Like Finn Balor was there way too long. Nakamura was there way too long. Yep. Bobby Roode was there way too long, uh, given what he was doing. <clears throat> um, Johnny Gargano should, shouldn't be should have to be there anymore. Andrade should be gone. Alistair Black should be gone. So you think? So it's kind of like all right. Well, which one are you? I mean, if you want to be both, fine. But like, can you at least like give guys a plan for what they're going to do? Like. So when they bring up Nakamura and he's there and they bring him up because, you know, it was his time to come up because his title run was up and they bring him up and they really had no plan for him for what they were going to do with him when he came up. They bring him in there with Ziggler. He does next to nothing with Ziggler. He comes up there with, with Corbin. Uh, what he what he done, like, that was less than nothing, right? Like, <laughs> I wrote you zero points and may God have mercy on your soul because that, yes. that speed was so poor. And then you bring him up there. It's like, all right, well, you look at who had an actual build and who looks better in um, in comparison between Nakamura and Asuka after winning their Rumble matches. For me, it's Asuka's not even close. And the only reason why I would say that is because she came in, she had less time on TV to get under. Right, right. <laughs> uh. And like, you know, and also like, you know, they, there was this thing where like, you know, he was, she was in a Survivor Series match and they let her kick everyone's ass in Survivor Series. Like, there was also that too. So it's like, it's it's cool that these are people that um I feel like they're taking for granted what the hardcores know as opposed to what their general fan base what they always claim is they're building they're working towards a general audience and they're trying to get impress people over the, the, what these uh, these new stars can do and like they don't they haven't really done that with NXTers and it's kind of like this year because we actually got the payoff of you know newer people winning to get spot spotlighted uh-huh. like it lessens that but like they didn't build these people towards that in a, in a traditional sense of what we've seen even 10 15 years ago from wwe television leading into world rumble yeah um i don't know man like I, i'm i am i'm just super excited to see nakamura and styles i'm glad that same here they validated mm-hmm. like 
you know, because there was a point where I sat on this show, I was like, bro, Nakamura should just go back to New Japan because they obviously have no <laughs> idea what they're doing with him. Like when he was losing clean to Jinder Mahal, it was like, was yep. this was this a payback for you know, like we said, Randy Orton when uh, him win the Royal Rumble last year was a payback for letting Brock bust him in the head. Was this a payback for uh, like proving to Vince he can go out there and do a job or something? It's like what what kind of fucked up business is this? Like I don't. <laughs> Like what? What's the last job they made uh, Brock do that that Brock ain't, ain't, ain't sign up sign off on the Goldberg stuff? But we know what that was. Maybe, maybe his first match back at Extreme Rules 2012, where they that might they be it. Back, like when they brought back the most perfect like star they've ever had in their lives, and they say, "Hey, let's beat him with John Cena." Yeah, it's like <laughs> like one of those situations. Um, yeah, but Styles and Nakamura, what are we expecting from this match? Is this like? Like, are, are we talking about best, you know, one of the best WWE title matches ever with time that we're going to see ever at a WrestleMania? Well, we know it's going to be better than last year <laughs> and the year before that. <laughs> I would agree. I would agree, Simon. Uh, like, when you think of the real great WWE Championship matches over the last couple of years... Well, let's let's cut let's, let's cut it off for two thousand eight for time's sake. Two thousand eight, so that was Triple H versus Randy Orton versus John Cena. It was okay. It was okay. Then um, two thousand nine was Triple H, Triple H Randy, Randy Orton, Orton fuck WrestleMania no. twenty five. No, look, after all, the, after all but, the excitement, they've already been left out the building because they put the because like Triple H, they love to put Triple H in, in uh, matches that ain't the actual main event to put them on last. Yes. And then uh, 26, John Cena, Batista. It was okay. 27, garbage. 28, yeah. that was a really good match. Yep. With CM Punk and Jericho. Hold on. 27 was promo for the, paper, for the main event of the paper they're going to do next, next year, year, a year from now. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> um, they use the WWE title match as promo. Yes. <laughs> yes. WrestleMania 29. No. CM, uh, not CM Punk. John Cena and The Rock. No. WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan, uh, Randy Orton, and Batista. Classic. That was really good. That's probably the best one so far. And then WrestleMania 31 with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar with the Seth Rollins cash-in. Which, which turned out great on the day, but leading up to it, woo! Oh, the expectations were at an all-time low. Correct. So this is op- so right then and there, just from going back to 2008, this is gonna be this has to be the best WWE match that they can have, WWE Championship match. And I'm so happy for AJ Styles because last year that was the big point of contention with, um, you know, the fan base is like, wow, this guy's <laughs> had all this, you know, he's had this MVP year, this legendary year, he's on this run with the title, <laughs> um, he, you know. <laughs> And then you take it off him at the Royal Rumble, pretty much evoking memories of taking the belt off of CM Punk at the Royal Rumble um, in 2013 and leaving him out to dry, essentially. Yes, fighting Undertaker was, was leaving CM Punk out to dry at that point. Um, and <laughs> Rich, real quick, before this is over, send me the link to that episode you did about the AJ Styles shaming man. <laughs> yes, yes, snapped <laughs> off, snapped off. Um, they... Um, you know, and that was a big thing with Styles last year because a lot of people felt like he was robbed. And then AJ Styles had to go into, you know, you're familiar with Bill Simmons, James. Like, AJ Styles wrestled WrestleMania 33 in FU mode, I feel like. Yeah, pretty much. 
Like, I'm going to show up. guys have done that. Like, the perfect example would be CM Punk at WrestleMania 29, pissed that he wasn't in the main event. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, but, I think but you can was, draw a parallel between but, those two matches. But the caveat with uh, CM Punk was that at least that was closer towards the end. <laughs> AJ Styles started the show with the best match of the night. Yeah. <laughs> and it I, just kept getting worse. But uh, apparently what we're learning about these long shows, like it almost might be better to go on earlier because if you're stuck like later, like Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton, like crowd is tired, especially it was outdoors. It was Florida. So it was hot and it had just rained. So like, I'm sure people wasn't having that shit. Like by that, that, time, have- that late in the night. Well, that's what happens when you have 15 matches on a show. Yeah. Some astronomical number. Just cut it down to where people can go home and say, yeah, that was satisfying. Now I'm tired. Instead of, I'm tired. Can this be over with, please? Like, I, I got to I gotta go to work in a day or two. I'm going to be here all... I'm going to be here until tomorrow. Long. Watch with y'all. Like, wasn't that the first WrestleMania to... Uh, to... To, to, to last to midnight, midnight, technically? To reach midnight, yeah. Good yep. Lord. Yeah. Um, yeah, but moving on. Um, I have an idea for Finn Balor. So Finn Balor wrestled John Cena um, last Monday, and it was an Elimination Chamber qualifying match, and he lost uh, absolutely clean in the middle after John Cena threw up the uh, two-sweet sign and the camera. Um, some people were calling it a burial. Oh, I'm hey, not- oh, oh, he didn't beat him like that. He did. He that was the first AA, and then he kicked oh, yeah, out of he that. Did the super and then he beat AA. him with the avalanche AA. Yeah, you know, Cena out that? here uh, breaking out new finishers for you boys. Um, <laughs> the sweet AA. Yes, but um, <laughs> a lot of people are calling this a burial. I don't necessarily think it's that because I think Balor's on the way to something else. This could be what's happening. I'm not really reading the rumors at the moment uh, for what he may do at WrestleMania, but I think if it was me. Um, I would use this as an opportunity for him to snap. Like, he wanted to be in an Elimination Chamber match because he wants the Universal title match. He wants the rematch that he's never received, right? So, John Cena, I'm just going to pretend The Undertaker's not cleared, right? So, <laughs> so say that man's hip. They're like, hey, man, you're hip, bro. We can't, we can't do this with you. So, and they still want uh, him to wrestle a demonic uh, guy. So, Pretty much, I would have Finn Balor in the club jump out on John Cena at the Elimination Chamber and whoop his ass on some, like, on some Nexus shit. Like, destroy him, absolutely. And then, you know, get him out in the match, get him pinned, however. And then Cena comes back and is essentially like, Finn Balor, you know, I want you essentially for WrestleMania. Like, what's up? You've already beat Finn Balor with John Cena to establish this. Like, to give Cena his win in the feud, which was last week on Raw. I think from there... This is where Finn Balor will begin his rise to being the, you know, top heel on Raw, essentially. Like, he's, he'll go into WrestleMania, beat Cena, do the rematch, beat him again, and write him off, like, with extreme rules, however you want to do it, and have the club, you can do it dirty as you want, essentially. Write Cena off, you have him beat literally go undefeated until SummerSlam until he fights Roman Reigns for the belt. What do you guys think about that? Ooh, I, I like that storyline scenario. That And like, and, I was talking a, about- and, and the thing is with, um, and uh, he can feud with Seth Rollins in the meantime, because he just lost to Seth Rollins, um, a couple weeks ago on raw. So it's like, he's going to go back through all the guys that like, essentially like took his spot essentially. 
So, so wait, wait, wait. Does that mean he has to fight Kane? Yes, yes. Kane has to get it too. Oh. But the thing is, Kane. Like I think, <laughs> I think the deal with Kane would be like Kane has to somehow become a face again for this to work. I think that's the only thing. But you can do just After a backstage beatdown of Kane. Get Kane the fuck off, out of here, bro. Like, I don't... <laughs> yeah, let, yeah, let, 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 let uh, Anderson and Gallows just beat him off stage, backstage. I don't want to see him on my screen no more. Right. At, least, at the very least, in the middle of the ring. James, what do, you, man what, is what do you think about this? <clears throat> me, me, me personally... For, for those that say that like John Cena buried Finn Balor, I was I would like like to them to uh, you know reference the fact that Kane squashed him the night the very night after beating AJ freaking Styles on pay per view. Yes. So I don't know what you're talking about. And then like a week later, he beat him like a geek again. So like this thing has been going on for a long time. And given where we are this week, like I have some faith in them that they're real that this is like their typical. We can we're gonna turn this guy heal her face so we're going to beat this guy while while the getting's good because we're going to turn him anyway and that's going to yep. give him new life so I think that's where they're going um, I don't know I mean that would be a good storyline um, given the, given what they've done with him the last year I don't have faith that that's what is actually going to be in store for him mm-hmm. I think they are going to position him to be a to basically be a mid-card heel um, maybe uh, or maybe even you know top of the card heel that fights the Braun Strowman's and Roman Reigns of the world, uh, but I think that's where his position is. I think he'll be he'll be the number two heel in the company behind um, behind Samoa Joe, or in the brand. Sorry, yeah. or maybe or maybe even there's potential where you know after WrestleMania he's the guy that he's one of the guys that gets up getting moved over to SmackDown. Um, to face Nakamura and AJ Styles. I think that would be awesome as well. Like, there's so many possibilities with him because he's been so underutilized um, since, hell, since he came back last year. It's um, it's interesting to see where, where Balor will go uh, from here, but I think, like, I feel like him being with the club, like, this isn't all just for 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 shits and giggles. Like, we're not seeing these guys as smiley baby faces, like, I feel like right. there's something deeper on another level there. Right. Like, and think of, think of like how underutilized he's been. He's been around for a full year, for eleven months, ten months back. Right. Besides Bray Wyatt, who would you not want to see him wrestle again? Right. Like I think you're talking about like saying Finn Balor. Yeah, because like, I'm sorry, like you think if you think of guys that have fuse, you'd be like, all right, they've exhausted that. I, I don't want to see them wrestle again for a while, right? Like so, like a perfect example would be seeing Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns fight again, like in within the next like couple months. You'd be like, nah, save that for at least like SummerSlam. Uh-huh. Y'all have wrestled a bunch of times and been in it a bunch of times. <clears throat> Kane and Ro- Kane and Strowman, another example, would be like, nah, y'all have touched enough. Like leave that alone. Like I never want to see Seth Rollins, uh, Russell, Sheamus, or Cesaro ever again. Like <laughs> it's over. You know what I mean? it, you know what I mean? it was like that Jericho like, you, and you Roman ex- Reigns last year and stuff like that. Yeah, oh, like you've exhausted that. Like when it was Jericho, like yeah, when it was like Jericho and Kevin Owens fighting Roman Reigns and uh, and Seth. Like y'all need to not like touch each other for like a year and then come back to it then. But like, y- y'all have done too much of it. Another curve example would have been like Charlotte and Sasha. From 2016, like y'all need to chill oh, on God. this. So he's done so little that like there's still Nakamura, there's still Zayn, 
there's still Owens, there's still uh, Randy Orton, and on Raw, there's still Strowman for him to, to, to fight again. I know they wrestled like once or twice for, but like there's still that. There's still he can fight Seth Rollins again um, with, with the new heel face dynamic this time. Yep. Um, John Cena, Roman Reigns, even though they've wrestled twice that I remember. Yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. never hell, on Lesnar, never on even though he should have had that at Royal Rumble. Right. Like there's still so many so many possibilities for him. Like in a compelling singles feud, it's just. They haven't really done one because, like, Russ, all of a sudden, after WrestleMania this year, or last year, Raw became, like, uh, basically, the, like, the land where the big boys play, where you, you had yes. Roman Reigns, everybody has to be 260 pounds or more to actually make it to the main event scene. You have to be <laughs> a Strowman, or Lesnar, or Reigns, or Samoa Joe. Or Kane. There was no room for him. <laughs> or Kane. Yeah, Kane as well. John Cena. John Cena as well popping in from time to time, yeah. too, in the, in the top of that card. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be nice for him to mix it up with some of these other guys. Yeah, man. Um, one more thing I want to talk about, like as far as our main topics before we get into our questions today on One Nation Live. Also, um, keep uh, commenting and thank you, Casey. You said that sounds great, Rich. Uh, in the comments, keep your comments coming in the live section. Uh, we definitely like to uh, read those off during the show. Um, the last thing, uh, Johnny Gargano and our Andrade Cien Almas get the five stars from Dave Meltzer. Now it's not a six, but it is a five. So, <laughs> so what I'm, just you guys- we, I'm just glad we ain't seen none of that on the internet. But why it ain't a six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, James, what, what, what do you think about this? Like, uh, kind of, did you rewatch this? Because I haven't yet. I watched it live, and um, at the time I was halfway paying attention because I was uh, I was arguing with Rance like usual. So, uh, <laughs> but by the time we got what up, by the time we got to halfway through it. Um, I was like, wow, this is a great friggin' match. And then, you know, uh, watched it because, you know, it was a long match. It went like, you know, over 25 minutes, maybe even a half hour. 32 minutes, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Like, it it had a time to build to where, like, I I missed out at the beginning, but, like, it it kept building as I got into it. And it kept going and going and going. And I was like, this thing is great. Like, this thing is five stars. I thought, you know, when it happened a lot, like, this thing is five stars. That was before we even got to the finish. Uh Uh-huh. uh, so, like, yeah, I thought it was a five-star match, and watching again, I was even more blown away. Like, I think this is, um, I don't know, man, like, this is, like, this is, like, the best WWE match, like, I've seen in, hell, I don't know, man, like, our WWE company, it, it, including NXT or SmackDown, like, I think, I think it is, it roughly deserves five stars, and I think it's better than, like, a lot of the four and three-quarter uh, match, uh, matches that, like, Meltzer has gave them. We've also have thought were five star matches. That just like Meltzer didn't give them that for whatever reason. So, like I thought, I thought it was up there. Like I thought this was better than the triple threat at Royal Rumble between uh, Lesnar and Rollins and Cena. Uh-huh. I thought this was better than uh, Zayn and Nakamura. I thought it was better than um, Zayn and Neville. I thought this was better than uh, the, uh, the John Cena versus. Uh, AJ Styles, WrestleMania, I'm sorry, Royal Rumble last year. Like, I thought this match was great. I, I, I really did, and um, you know, it's, I mean, it's one man's opinion, but like, you know, he's sort, he's sort, of, he's an authority on this thing. And, he's sort know, of the man. Sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, and also, you gotta think like when it comes to like looking back at matches or whatever, and reference and being able to reference you something as a reference, like. The Wrestling Observer newsletter and the match grades are a great resource for everything. Like, if you want to see like how good someone is, or want to see like some of the best matches of the year, like 
I go on the pro fight DB thing and type in the Melser from year to year thing, and I go and look, and I'm like, well, I can't believe it. Like, perfect example of why I got onto um, Manami Toyota was going through and looking through the early 90s and seeing some of her matches um, for AJW and seeing some of the stuff, with, and um, being like, wow, that got a five stars, and then seeing it, being like, I wonder how good this match is, and then be like, wow, this match in 1992 between her and, uh, and um, AJ Kong is better than the freaking Survivor Series main event from 92. Mm-hmm. Like, like, so it, it is a great resource and a tool, and like, it's, it's cool to see that like that's up there now with what a lot of people's opinions are. Like, it, I think I pretty much I don't really see anybody that like isn't crazy about this match, and it, and it's a and it's a big deal seeing that like this was a really great week for WWE, and they also like it was so great that like they even got a five star match with something like they haven't done since I 2011. think Money in the Bank 2011. Yep, yeah, it was a big deal. Simon, what did you, what did you uh, think about this match? I don't think I've heard uh, your opinions on it. Yeah, um, I really want to go back and rewatch it because when I watched it at the first time, I thought it was really good. But I think I had to go do something in the first couple of minutes, and it's like it always seems to be happening to me. So <laughs> and I miss I miss some of the earlier parts of it. When I saw like the end of it, I saw his wife come out there and run interference on uh, Zelina her Vegas. Name's yep. Zelina Vegas, right? Yep. Like, okay, this is this is good. I'm thinking he does. My immediate thought was he doesn't need to win the title. But if he doesn't win, it needs to be because of um, because of uh, Tommaso Ciampa interference. But when they did what they did, I thought, well, this is a good way to legitimize Andrade Cianalmas. A lot of people were talking about how the dude was mid-card, myself included. It's like, it just, I guess he's just missing that look, I guess. He, he's built and all that, but when you look at him, you wouldn't regularly think uh, main eventer. And he definitely proved himself with his performance at TakeOver. And ultimately, when Tommaso came out and attacked uh, Gargano after the match, and he was just soaking in all the appreciation from the fans, and his wife is looking at uh, Chopper with this horrible reaction, uh-huh. I, I thought they got they got the goal. They, they got to where they need to set up the big match for New Orleans. And they also legitimized Andrade Cianamas. As far as the match goes, I, I just really need to go back and watch it again. But based off what I remember seeing, it was definitely a good match. A great match, I'd even say. Yeah, um, and, and I'm a huge uh, Andrade San Almas guy. I think, I, you know, I might have mentioned it before, but I thought he got a raw deal initially uh, when he showed up in WWE when they just expected everyone to love him. And <laughs> it doesn't work like that for, for every single guy. Uh, you know, most guys they do. Like, they, you know, when Nakamura came in, the crowd bowed down before him. Um, like, you know, the West Side Connection. But the the deal with. There's also, there's also, well, hold on real quick. There's also this where, like, people follow, like, us Americans in WWE years or whatever, they also follow outside of WWE. Like, we follow Ring of Honor and the Indies and American Indies, or whatever else. Like, and we also follow New Japan. We don't really like, and also some stuff in the UK like Rep Pro or Progress or or Evolve, but like or not Evolve, but you know what I'm saying. Like, but we don't really follow like AAA or CMLL like that. Yeah. So, so like, like, there's something to that. Yeah. Like when he came in, I thought I thought Andrade Cianalmas was like one of the MVPs of the weekend. He was second on my rankings. Like after going 30 minutes in the Royal Rumble and the Classic against Gargano, he came out there with a the mask on. It was it was amazing to me. Like him pretty much rebuild himself back up to to this top level and i and i pretty much predicted that as well simon like that he should retain the title here because this guy you can 
like keep it on him because you know the match is going to be great and it, you don't necessarily have to make every single big guy the NXT champion like they might just not <laughs> win it you know and i think this guy like you know he got something to hang his um you know hat on for the non-believers like yo i have a five-star match in wwe what's up like he's like <laughs> almost legitimized for life now and because everybody loves yeah. Gargano already yeah, and there's also something that is helping him as well. Like the fact he's in there with Gargano is like the best. One of the best things that that Gargano does, or maybe the best thing that he does, is the fact that he's an incredible seller, right? So for Andrade to do all these crazy, evil, punishing things to him, like impactful things to him, to let him sell like this, you know, like this dude is dangerous at times, like. And he and he will and he will reach to levels that like that don't seem called for to win. Like for him to bounce his head off of the back of off of that ring post, yes. twice, oh and, and then and then give him a you know uh, that elevated uh, his elevated finish that DDT. Yep. Like let's you know like I will stoop to whatever levels it takes to hold this belt because I am that guy. Yep. Like and I think I think that's I think that's something that we sort of miss in WWE on the main roster at times. It's like the fact that like in a big show what somebody will do to put somebody away. Yeah, and, and while being an excellent wrestler at the same time, because there's plenty of desperate champs yes. that are out there. <laughs> like this guy's like <laughs> legit, but um, no, but I mean like, but I mean like to do it with your own hands, not like distraction right. finish roll up, not all the you know blow blows and rep distractions, eye pokes and right. and rough bumps and stuff. It's more like nah, like we're running it. I'm not necessarily a coward, but like don't get it wrong. Like I will, I will literally put you in the hospital to, if it comes down to it and then, and to, to win this whole, hold on to this belt. That's how much it matters to me. Yeah. Um, so all time classic. Uh, I've, I'll worship at the church of Zane Nakamura forever. Um, I think this is a worthy neighbor. Let's just say that. So, <laughs> um, let's go to some of these questions we got. Uh, James, you put up a post, uh, Josh Smith What's going on, Josh. He says, um, who do you guys see as the two remaining juniors to round out the upcoming tur- tournament, and will you be watching the 205 Live tournament? He called them juniors. He did. Like this New Japan. He did. <laughs> okay. I would like I to. See, know, I don't, yeah, I don't. The the thing is where um, I don't know all who's in it right now because they have not released like a bracket online for you to look at. It was kind of like how when the United States title tournament started, you don't really know who's in it. You've just seen a couple <laughs> matches, so I don't know exactly who's in it. But I can tell you who I want to see in the finals. Like I want to see Cedric Alexander in the finals, and I probably want to see. Hell, Ray, bring Ray back! Like <laughs> shit, <laughs> Cedric Alexander versus Ray Mysterio or, for, the, uh, for, the, for the title, and Cedric Alexander wins. That'd be pretty cool. Well, it could be like you know, they could call up. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who they could put in the finals, but I, I definitely would say Cedric Alexander. But I will be watching the tournament, Josh. James, you got anybody in mind? Like. If they bring back Ray for the for two hundred five live, doesn't that doesn't that just sound like wrong to you? It does to a degree, like, but gonna, ultimately like, the championship matches like, at WrestleMania. One of the only so. two guys we've ever used to ever actually like you know draw the draw the uh, our uh, our Mexican fan base and like guys that are you know no brain Hall of Famers, right? We're gonna and you know they both and uh, Ray can still go. It looks great. 
and we're not going to put that guy like you know throw from the top of WrestleMania. We're going to put him on a match that's probably going to be on the on the freaking free show. Like what? Yeah, like, you know, I don't know money, about you know, it. Money, like, they better, they, you know how much money this has to have to pay Ray to uh, to come back and just, just for that? Really? Yeah, I don't and that know. That make no sense to me. I don't know. I, I would like to see him fight AJ Styles, but whatever, you know. Same here. Ooh, now that would be awesome. But yeah, the reason I yeah. was saying he could do that at WrestleMania because I'm looking it up right now, if I'm not mistaken. Okay, uh, it might it might be the wrong WrestleMania I'm looking at, but. Didn't he win the Cruiserweight Championship at uh, WrestleMania? I think he won it at um, WrestleMania 19, I think. No, no, he lost yeah. that one. He also lost in at WrestleMania 20, I believe. Yeah, he lost to... Uh, Chavo. 19, it says he lost to... Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy. Yeah. But at the very least, I... You could say that he's always been competing for the title at WrestleMania, like taking the cruiserweights before 205 Live. He was one of the people who were synonymous with it until the division ultimately came to an end. So I'd say just having him give the rub to Cedric Alexander or whoever they choose, like that would be the best course of action. I know it's kind of the whole part-time argument thing, but at the same time, like you know that Rey Mysterio ain't gonna stick around because he doesn't like the scheduling and all that. So it'll ultimately just to be to make for a bigger star. Bro, he should he should literally be on the Randy Orton um, schedule. Like he doesn't yep. need to do house Absolutely. shows. Just let him do TV and let him do pay per views. Yep. And then my my thing would be right given where we are, given where like where Ray last left off at, um, like when he was doing um, pit, uh, before he started having like so many knee problems. Um, he was like WrestleMania 26. He fought CM Punk when he's doing the Strange Society thing. WrestleMania 27. He fought Cody um, when Cody was doing the Doctor Doom thing and telling people to put put a bag on. Right. Yes. So, like, <laughs> he, Ray should be like if he if he were to come back, he should be in a spot where he's basically in the mid card working with somebody that's helping to go over. Like, it should be him versus Seth or him versus Finn or him versus. Uh, I don't know Baron Corbin if that's what they want to do. I wouldn't want to see that. But if that's uh, please, they want to do. please, like, please don't. Please he should don't be suggest helping, that. He should be helping get the mid card over. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the next question. Uh, it was actually from you, Simon. You said uh, since we now know how WrestleMania will end for Roman Reigns, <laughs> should the main event of SummerSlam be Braun beating Roman for the title? Um, now this is before you guys suggested the thing in regards to Finn Balor. Right. Right. So in my mind, I'm thinking. Well, Braun Strowman's the only guy who keeps constantly being denied all these championship matches, or at the very least, denying the victory. Because you get it at SummerSlam, he falls short. Uh, No mercy, he really falls short. And then at the Royal Rumble uh, last week, uh, Kane gets pinned. Yeah. I don't like know, man. Him well enough. I'm nervous. Like as over as Strowman is, and uh, you know, he always he comes back from the dead like Jason all the time. It's it's gonna be a lot to ask him to come back again. You, would you agree with that, James? <laughs> There's only, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could always give him the belt past his peak. I mean, and you know, that's probably whatever. I mean, it's hard to imagine that he's going to, going to continue to stay hot keep after losing title matches. But, like, at least, like, he's not getting pinned or except for the one. He's only been pinned in one of these things. But if you were to say, all right, Braun, uh, you're going to do whatever you're going to do at WrestleMania, and then we're going to build you up for the next four months into going into SummerSlam, and then, like, we'll give you the belt. Like, that'd be cool. But, like, I can't imagine after 
for after Vince has done this, has setting up for this for three years running now, that Roman beats Brock Lesnar, vanquishes him, becomes a guy, and then loses the belt in four months. Like yeah, I can't, I can't imagine one. like Roman having winning a Russell, winning a title at WrestleMania, and then losing it in four months again. Yeah, I, like, I bet he's going to have one of these four hundred day runs. Yeah, I think this is it. I think this is the time where Roman Reigns is going to go on like, yo, they're about to just put the belt on him and let him beat everybody like Bob Holly. Is, is yeah. this dude really about to have the WWE version of Okada's run? Yes, that's what that's what was, that's what's about to happen, Simon. Exactly. <laughs> he about to hold that title until next year's WrestleMania, bro. Like, like they're going to engrave that man's names on it. Like you, like you know how they have the removable plates. They're not going to remove anymore. Like <laughs> they're just going to have a Roman Reigns logos on them. Oh God! Yeah. The double R and the jump and the, and the punch man. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Fake fake Jordan. Yes. Mm. Um, so you also asked, out of all the rumored WrestleMania matches, which ones are you least excited for? Now, I don't know if this is official, but I did see it as a rumor. I think it's easily Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. Like, if that happens. I, I say that. Easily. Because who? no one wants to see that match. Like, I don't, like, I feel like we are walking into an absolute awful scenario there. An undersized heel against a babyface monster, or excuse me, an undersized heel who doesn't have good matches against a babyface who needs to, a monster babyface who kind of needs to be led around as good as she is and has improved. She needs Sasha Banks in there with her. She needs Bailey in there with her. She needs Mickey James in there with her. Oscar. Oscar. And she can be just fine. She can be serviceable there. But. Yeah. Nia Jax and Alessa Bliss, that is a match I don't even want to see on Monday Night Raw, let alone WrestleMania. Yeah, it'd be one thing if Alexa what Bliss I, was like more of a high flyer or she could, she could do some stuff like that and to offset being the small. Like, she's already small as it pertains to the rest of the roster, but stacked up against Nia Jax right, directly sitting next to her, she looks even smaller. Like, so it's like if she was a high flyer and did some more moves, like, I think, she, I think the closest thing she does in high flying is what I like to call the lazy moonsault or whatever that is, or the lazy or the lazy press slam, whatever. Lazy, I, I can't describe it. It's like she does a handstand and then she falls on them. It's like <laughs> it, it's a move. No, no, no. That's the reason I put it. No, 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 I'll describe no. it as a move. <laughs> yeah, she does a move, but yeah, that probably would be the worst match on the show because. Nia Jax has, is good, but she ain't that good yet. And Alexa Bliss, yeah. We already know what it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is what I would say, right? If their plan was to turn Alexa into a sympathetic baby face, after, immediately after this, I put that match on. And I have and I have Alexa, and I'm sorry, and I have uh, uh, Nia beat the brakes off her, like squash her. Like, that's, that's not going to get a sympathy for me. I'm just going to cheer. If this is New Japan, wouldn't that be what we expect? Like, they're going to do a double turn because she's going to be the hell out of her. And she's going to be the new monster heel. And it'll be a double turn right here. And then, like, these people, remember, people, her doing this heel thing, people like her doing this heel thing. Yeah. There's no reason why she can't be a baby face. All you have to do is just stop having her cheat all the time. Or they're not cheat, but, like, have her stop being such a jerk to the crowd. And then, boom. She's she's a babyface. She can still say all the mean things she always and the mean girl stuff she always does to all, everybody else and cut undercut everybody else. And she can be the babyface. Like that would be. I would. I would actually prefer that to what she is now, where she's a she she she's just a 
a smart ass who runs and hides all the time and never wrestles. Then when it's time for her to wrestle, she has an uninspiring match and then beats you in the middle of the ring with her move. Like, I'd rather have it the other way. Yeah. Um, next question, uh, Josh also says, uh, are we getting Gargano and Ciampa in New Orleans? And was Gargano almost the NXT, was NXT's best match ever? It all depends it, on, on Ciampa's knee. Um, I think we are getting that match. Um, it's only, if we are, there yeah. needs to be a really good explanation. Yeah, I, 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 I think we are getting that match. Because otherwise, you just pulled a Triple H, Seth Rollins. You shot the angle before the payoff is even in sight. <laughs> uh, I said that last week. Yeah. I said that last week. Like, y'all remember this? <laughs> yeah, man, I, um, I would say... I would say no. They're going to do something else. Um, I would say no. They're going to do something else. As far as like the best uh, NXT match over, like my my vote is yes for that. I think now, it's, I how think would it's you feel about Nakamura. Go ahead. Now, how would you feel like if they had the uh, Gargano and Ciampa in like a uh, Fatal Four Way situation for the NXT title? Just combine those two matches. You think I'd be doing too much? No, no fatal four ways. Oh, wait, wait. So like, wait. So like, combine Champa and who else? Alistair Black. Yeah, yeah, and just have Alistair Black take it, take it away. And you can just do. You can kind of play off the whole Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens thing from 2016, where it's like they keep getting in each other's way, because it will build up to the next takeover show in Chicago, which also, which is also the place where uh, Ciampa betrayed him. Hmm. That's what I. Just a thought. There, yeah, I, I wouldn't see anything wrong with that. I just think NXT is married to the one-on-one match. Uh, I think they've only <laughs> not done a one-on-one match uh, for the title maybe once. They did that four-way. They did that four-way with like Tyson Kidd and yep. um, Neville, and Tyler Zane Breeze, Zane, and, uh, Neville, and who who's the fourth person? I can't remember. Tyler Breeze and Tyler Esser. Jesus, <laughs> that's that's the ancient days. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Then look. We always talk about, like, yeah, are we past the peak of NXT, bitch? <laughs> Our roster's better now than it was when they first started out on, on the network. Tyler Breeze? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Breeze was kind of dope back then, but I don't know, man. Tyler, Tyler Breeze was a dude that you knew the second that he was going to get the main roster, he had no shot because he had a Zoolander gimmick. He was a one-dimensional yeah. guy. Like, he was entertaining. He's a great hand. He's a great, he's a great wrestler. And, like, I would love to see him wrestle. I don't want to see him do anything other than wrestle. Damn. <laughs> my, immediate, my immediate thought when I saw him is, like, well, if Dolph Ziggler ever leaves, I know who's going to replace him. Damn. He was always like, he was like, oh, he's fake Ziggler and he's fake Zoolander. And when he came up to the main roster, what was the first thing they do? Ziggler. Ziggler. Yep. Oh, man. Uh, so Simon also said, uh, how do you gauge star power in an era where ratings are down, attendance is down, and the brand is bigger than everyone? Yeah, my main reason for asking that was because I was kind of curious, like, how would people be gauging star power now with Ronda Rousey coming in? We obviously know that she's a star, but when you look at... a wrestling draw, though, right? Is that what you're asking? Is he a wrestling draw? Because when you look at... Because it broke the internet, basically. Every sports website and every mainstream news site was reporting that uh, Ronda Rousey was coming over from mixed martial arts to the WWE. So you would think that that would increase viewership or at least anticipation for Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. 
And then when you look at Monday, Monday Night Raw, they didn't they didn't retain any of the viewers that they got from Raw 25. And granted, that show wasn't really good, and it had a whole bunch of stars and weeks of advertisement. But at the same time, Ronda Rousey is still a big star, and it's and they were hyping up the possibility that she would show up. They never said it, but it was kind of like what they did with the Royal Rumble match. It's like we're not going to address it, but we're just going to keep letting the internet uh, build this thing up. Because they actually put the picture of Rousey and like Oscar. I think that was the lead picture for the Raw preview. Uh-huh. And then when you look at the Raw ratings, like it only improved. Like if you don't, if you take Raw 25 out of it and you look at the Raw before Raw 25 uh-huh. compared to the Raw after the Royal Rumble, they only increased by like, I'd say 20,000 viewers. Hmm. That's interesting, especially like being a post uh, Royal Rumble pay per view. Uh, what do you think about that, James? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it comes down to people are going to watch when they watch, and the rating is the rating. It's going to stay flat unless, like, they have an absolutely horrendous, like, first or second hour where people just say, screw this, I don't give a shit, I'm turning off for, for the fourth, the third hour, no matter what, in the same way they were doing on the beginning of, or beginning of football season last year, where, like, they were putting Enzo Amore in the main event, and, they were, and the third hour just cratered. So... I'm not really too concerned about that. Um, like as far, I think personally at this day and age, and where we are with TV, that people are just gonna watch shit when they get to it. Like they're not gonna make. It's not like there's very few um, things as far as appointment viewing. And I know, like for example, you will figure Rousey, Rousey shows up, she's gonna be a gigantic draw for. Um, for the women, but like the women ratio was lower than it typically is uh, on Monday. Yeah. Um, on last Monday's episode of Raw. So I don't know, man. Like, I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that, like, you can kind of tell when WWE actually is going to put somebody on TV. And, like, I didn't for really a sec. tease that stuff. Huh? I didn't for a second think Rousey was going to be on TV once the show started. Sa- same here. No, not even that. Like, I knew for a second she, I knew that she wasn't going to be on, otherwise, they would have advertised the hell out of it, like, throughout on TV or whatever else. Like they never, they never did that. They never like sit, put on, put you know, did anything to show you that oh yeah she's gonna be there. Like, like if with eventually when she's done doing the whatever she's uh, filming in that film uh-huh. in uh, Columbia, whenever she shows up, I guarantee you like two three weeks in advance they'll be debut or they'll be advertising the fact that she's gonna be there. So, like I'm not even like so from that perspective it's like I can see why there was no rating increase because people like. All it takes for you to either tune in for the first segment, see Stephanie, and be like, oh, shit, she ain't coming out. Yep. Click. Yep. Or, or, yeah, and I don't want to hear Stephanie either. Or you're just like, I didn't hear anybody say anything about she was going to show up today, so click. And then you also had, like, the Meltzer um, or whatever else saying, like, oh, yeah, it was a one-shot deal. She's going right back to uh, Columbia, too. I mean, and that and Meltzer, in, in way Keller Williams does reporting, like, that stuff gets out, and that, that trickles around pretty fast. Right. Um. Yeah, it, it's tough for me to quantify like what star power um, essentially means because right. the, the WWE brand is such now where they don't need one particular guy. The stars are who they say are the stars at this point. Um, yep. <laughs> and and we can we can we can fight we can fight back. And sometimes it works. Most times it doesn't at this point because I think you know they decided you know on, on certain things, but. 
I think there's room for um, for for some organic stuff to still break through. They just have to make sure that the right thing breaks through. Like I think the right thing will break through. Like whenever. Like there's only so much corporate manufacturing that can go on, but. I don't know, man. Like they, they, they're they're caught up caught up on Brock Lesnar still. They're caught up on this obsession with Ronda Rousey. Like it's like, what are they looking for? Are they looking to be like a social media company? Are they looking to be a company that makes money with the network? Or are they looking to do all these things? And who really helps it the most? Like, you know, because as much as the Ronda Rousey thing that's going on right now, right? What they're doing with the network is selling it for a dollar ninety nine or ninety nine cents. Doesn't that sound stupid? Yes. I'll like, tell you what. Like, if these nice. people want to, if these people it, want to, um, to be fair, I think they still are though. I think this, the, the deal still stands. They just don't publicize as much. You get the free month subscription for your first time on the network, right? So, like, they're getting like I feel like if people are willing to pay one dollar. They're probably willing to pay ten dollars, <laughs> you know. Like if it's you know if you're trying to traffic in freeloaders, you're not going to make any money. And I thought that was the objective here. So Rhonda has proven she's a draw for people to spend a lot more than ten dollars on it at a time. Now's the time to, to put now's the, the time to charge. Hey, nine ninety nine. You're going to see her. Like so, it's I interesting. Like on how they do this. I better not see any free WrestleMania advertisements with the shows they got lined oh, up. Oh, it's year. coming. Oh, it's coming. Best believe. <laughs> Best believe. Like, but, um, it, it, yeah. Lord. Um, so I think we have one more question from Kyle Moores. What's up, Kyle? He was the winner of our T-shirt contest. Um, or he has two questions, I believe. He said, who's going to be Alan, Alan, this one this will be quick. Who's going to be Ole Miss's challenger in New Orleans? Looks like it's going to be Aleister Black and a rematch of the match that they had last year at NXT TakeOver Orlando. Um, and Kyle's Ooh. other question was, will the Usos finally get a WrestleMania match? At this point, I'm kind of scared that they won't. Only because I think they've whooped pretty much everyone in the division, aside from the Bludgeon Brothers, but, you know, they don't never treat uh, Luke Harper right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I would like to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against the Usos, personally, but... That's really the only team that you can do now, because everyone else should probably just be in Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale, because, well, except for Rusev and Aiden English, because th- that team is really popular, but... It's, it's, it's kind of confusing, really. You might have to make that like a fatal four-way tag team match or something. Yuck. To make sure the big hitters are in the <laughs> I know, fatal four-ways, but... Hey, there's a lot of singles match. It looks like there's a lot of singles matches on this card, so I think you can forgive one or two. Yeah, James. Yeah, like that's. I would personally just do a triple threat and put the new day in there with them, um, and run like that. And if you want to make it a TLC match, whatever, to give you some variety as far as like, all right, we have a battle royal. Um, you know, who knows what we're gonna do with an intercontinental title? Like it looks like it's gonna be Braun murdering Miz. Um, and uh, <laughs> but like as you said, like you gotta give some variety and give, you know, something, you know, you know, WWE is not the best at telling, t- telling stories. So you're going to have to be able to, at some points, like give you just oh, like, uh, what do you call it? Just, just, just cotton candy to eat yeah. as opposed to like all of this, you know, nutritious food because some like people just aren't going to want like four hours of, of spinach. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
But yeah, man, I, I think that's going to wrap up uh, One Nation Live today. Thank you guys for listening on the live feed as well as Simon for calling back in and we, us getting this show back up to you guys. Um, make sure you guys check out everything else on the Social Suplex pod, Podcast Network, the Ricky and Clive show, our uh, folks in scotland the smc podcast as well as keeping it strong style uh with josh and jeremy uh covering all your new japan stuff uh i did a a, a spot with chad matthews um on his show with dave Fenichel from lords of pain uh doing a whole big royal rumble review that one was like pretty epic so we had a great time doing that uh i also released a two songs in the past week uh that had to do with wrestling there was the one for chad matthews's book called the greatest matches it is now streaming on itunes title spotify wherever you get your streaming uh as well as a royal rumble rap review which i will include at the end of this show um so make sure you guys check it out um you got it simon uh let everyone know where they can find you Yes, as always, you can find me on Twitter at SGC Speaks. I also uploaded the uh, Kyrie Sane Insane Elbow a compilation I did to YouTube. Yes, so you can find great. that at SGC Talks Wrestling. Great. Uh, eventually, I'll, eventually, I have to start doing some reviews and stuff, but that's the first video on my channel so far. So, again, that's SGC Talks Wrestling. Other than that, you can find all my articles on Sports Kita. I, I just wrote one uh, late, uh, I'd say early this morning, about CM Punk coming back to UFC for the 225 show. Also talking about the uh, possible spoilers for the Women's War Rumble. So, yeah, not the Women's War Rumble, the Elimination Chamber that's coming up in a few weeks. So find me on sportskeeter.com, Simon Cotton. And, yeah, uh, you can also follow me on Anchor, SGC Speaks, same as the Twitter. For sure, man. Uh, anything uh, to plug before you get up out of here, James? Anything you want to say? No, this is what I do. This is all I do. <laughs> this is it. Like Michael Jackson, this is it. Look, look, I'm, look, I'm not the WWE Network plugging uh, plugging some shit that I'm already watching or you're already listening to. So, yeah, yeah. you're listening to it. Keep tuning in every week. Yeah. Yeah, be there, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, also you can follow me on Anchor as well. I've, I've been doing a lot of stuff. I kind of hadn't put anything out in the last couple of days. Been a little slow on the news front uh, so far, but I'm sure there will be more to discuss. Five minutes or under. I also have a podcast feed that you can search in. It's One Nation uh, Wrestling. Uh, Rich Ladder, you may be able to find that. Um, but also the YouTube channel, Rich Ladder Rap and Wrestling. Check it out. But... We're getting up out of here. I'm going to leave you guys with the Royal Rumble Rap Review. Peace. The Sunday night, live right into your living rooms, the Royal Rumble. What do you know about the Royal Rumble? It's kind of like a reverse battle royal. A reverse battle royal. Yeah. Like, let's, let's say there's two guys in the ring. Every couple minutes, another guy comes down. Eventually, the ring can be full of 20, 30 people. Has this been explained to you? Do you know exactly no. what you're talking about? No, you don't. Okay. Here's what's happening, folks. These are unique. <laughs> yo, yo, 2018 World Rumble Rap Review. Rich Ladder on the flows, and I came to get a you. The rundown of the happening started at the beginning. Styles in the message said he had no chance of winning. First match up, world title on the line. AJ dressed in black and blue, we beat him at the same time with a roll up. Zane and Owens couldn't make the tag, get the title where it's at. Hunting like the year passed, it was Philly in the building. Crowd was the key. Up next to tag match, where it's two out of three. The Usos had him shook from the 
a promo at the jump. Swept two matches straight. Uso sent him to a slump. Then it's rumble time. Running down the rules for the match. Aiden English let him know. Rusev's where it's at. How first in this battle get the full entrance. A new person about to enter every few minutes. Let me talk to him. The whole rumble was lit, brother. He Slater getting jumped every next number. Finn Balor stuck around the whole hour. Elias tried to sing, but they ain't allowed with it. And you should know that I was marking for Andrade. Zelina with him. He like, get up out of my way. Huh? Kofi Kingston getting in his bag, jump right up over gender, then he sat up and laughed. Fast forward, flash to the final mix. We saw Ray flying around like it's 96. Nakamura, John Cena, and Roman Reigns. Randy Orton, Finn Balor, that was all that remained. The thing broke down to a match within. Whole crowd about to snap if Shinsuke ain't win. Dump reigns and he calls styles out. And Mania, we about to see what all of this about. The ball got the tag titles back. Jordan ain't wanna fight. Rollins like, what's up with that? Brian Lesnar kept the belt. I felt bad for Strowman. Kane took the fall. Everybody had to know this. I love Sasha coming in at number one. Wonder Woman clothes dress for a long run. 54 minutes, it was boss time. Women's wrestling, the main events a long time. Coming, I was turned up for Jacqueline. And Trish Stratus, Beth Phoenix, and the Bella Twins. And Oscar was the last woman standing tall. All the women in the match, I'm giving my applause. They put y'all on the spot, and you came with it. Ronda Rousey debuted, and now things are different. I'ma close and say the Rumble was a banger. See y'all next month for the Elimination Chamber. Rich. I'll see y'all in the comment section, man. Royal Rumble 2018. I'm out. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious 
us extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. 